0: hey, it's Amber again. This is our second bonus episode this week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the first one, you probably want to go back and listen to the episode right before this one because it will make this episode make much more sense. Enjoy. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode from our Behind the Series look at the Am I Strong Enough Sermon series that's coming up this Sunday. In it, Pastor Mike and I talk about one of the books I wrote for Time of Grace called Chosen for More. It's one of two books you can get during October with your gift to the ministry. Pastor Mike and I got pretty in-depth about this book. In fact, so deep that we decided to have this bonus spin-off episode. Here's our conversation about it. Enjoy.
1: I get so mad reading about these people and their constant complaints, but just his endurance and his faithfulness to see the job until God called him home for all of his flaws and weaknesses. That that is really extraordinary.
0: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. In fact, that's something that really struck me about Moses is just his determination to stick with the people. Hmm. God even gave him an out like Moses I will destroy these people and I will create a people by you. <laughs> and Moses didn't take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So wow. that is a leader who loves his people. He had just this amazing determination to stick with him. And yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, it was the same sort of determination I saw in Ruth when mm. I studied her because she had the chance. She was given the out too by her mother-in-law. She's like, just go back to your people, do the easy thing you don't have to stick with me. And Ruth said, no, you know, I'll, I'll choose what's harder. I'll go with you to a place where we're not going to have food. It's not going to come easy. I'm not going to know the customs. I'm going to serve your God. Um, even though it was sort of the harder choice.
1: Yeah. Wow. Amber, you don't know this. This is really random. I've been jumping through the old Testament, trying to read all of it this year and my devotion this morning, just randomly was that chapter of the Bible seriously Ruth chapter one. Yeah. Ah. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. So she's, even though it was hard, she stuck with it. Yeah. So yeah, actually you, so you have blessed us at time of grace with a a book called chosen for more. And I know Ruth is a part of that. So Mm -hmm. kind of give us the pitch. What's the premise of this book? Why should of the making of many books, the Bible says there is no end. Yeah. So what makes this worthy of our time and attention?
0: The premise is really that God uses ordinary people where they're at and that each of us have a calling and that God has equipped us for that calling, the the Ephesians 2.10. God gave us everything we need. He equips us. And then he puts these things right in front of us for us to do. And so hopefully as people read it, they really start examining their own life and who's right in front of them and um, what God may be calling them to do right here, right now in their life.
1: Boom. I love that. We actually have copies of, of your book that sit on our little time of grace shelf at our church. And it's cool to see people pick those up and take them home. I was like, yes. Okay. This is going to be a good one for that person. Awesome. Yeah. So you don't just cover Ruth. Um, She's a, a part of the book, but not all of the book. I think you also cover the prophet Jeremiah, queen Esther, Peter, and then the Samaritan woman at the well. So tell us a little bit about that. What what kind of circumstances yeah. do you see God using in those other people's stories?
0: Yeah, so Jeremiah was really the unappreciated prophet. It's kind of hard to read his book because God gave him a really tough assignment. The people didn't really like listening to him. He ended up in a pit at one time. He ended up mm-hmm. in, in chains in prison, and they were burning his scroll. The king you know, would read it and burn it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was really unappreciated, and I think a lot of people can- relate to that. I mean mothers who have really small children, those small children aren't thanking them for everything they do. Thanks, Mom, for getting up in the middle of the night and feeding me. You know no one's no one's thanking you for that service. And so sometimes it's easy to fall into that concept of being just really unappreciated. So um, great lessons from Jeremiah and just sticking with it. even if no one's noticing, mm. if you don't get a red carpet rolled out, God sees it. Um, with Esther, she didn't ask for the job. <laughs> she didn't ask for the position that God put her in. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of us understand that as we, um, like you said earlier, you know, if your spouse ends up in a wheelchair or if you have a child who's disabled, mm-hmm. or if you have an elderly parent that's lingering for 10 years and you are taking care of them in their dementia, um, these are roles that we don't necessarily ask for, but God says you're the one. And I'm giving you this super, super important task. And I'm going to help you do that. Mm. I love Peter because I think I can relate to him. Wait, uh, he, let
1: me, let me interrupt you, Amber. That was yeah. a great line. I just wrote that down. You're the one
0: mm.
1: like God says, okay, it's not the, it's not the dream job, but you're the one I'm calling to this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you
0: know. I think there's like a saying that I wish God didn't trust me so much you know, <laughs> when, when He gives you these things. But honestly, that's one of those, what I call little things the little change in perspective that mm-hmm. God gave me this child who yes. struggles in school, or yes. God gave me this parent at this time, or God gave me this neighbor. Yes. Um, and I think if we embrace those things, I've seen it in my own life, I had a, wonderful experience, beautiful. Um, We moved in next to an elderly couple. They were great people. And then, you know, after like 10 years, the man started taking care of his wife and he was overwhelmed and he started getting really cranky and he started being annoyed with everything that our family did. And we just discussed it as a family. And we're like, every time he comes and addresses us because we're annoying him, we're just going to meet him with love. And we're going to you know, and usually ended up in a hug and we've realized that he was just overwhelmed with life. Hmm. And because we did that at the end of his life, the last year of his life, I I ended up taking care of him. And just before he died, um, like one of the last lucid moments he had 12 hours before he died or so, he said to me, Amber, I'm going to hell. And I said, you absolutely are not going to hell because you believe in Jesus and there's nothing you needed to do. It's all been done for you. That is it. And I said, in just a little bit of time, when you stand before the throne of God, you're just going to say Jesus, and that's all you need. And my daughters came and they sang to him. And I just think how that act of being kind to a neighbor who was overwhelmed with life and lashing out at us, um, open the door to lead him into eternity. And so, yeah, we don't ask for a lot of the, you know, I didn't want to be next to a cranky neighbor for two years before he became unable to, you know, live by himself. But if we just say, well, okay, I guess I'm the one, I'm the one who's going to love him through this, then um, it can, it can lead you to amazing ministry. Wow.
1: Okay. Amber. Okay. That was amazing.
0: That want was to amazing go on to Peter.
1: I just want to like, I just want to bask in the story you just told that is insanely awesome. I mean, to think that's like a seed, right? You made a decision as a family. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to plant this seed called here's our trigger. He knocks on the door, grouchy. Yeah, That's our trigger to respond with kindness. And God grew it into something, maybe eternity changing. I hope that, so. That is such a great reminder, right? That mm-hmm. there are people who don't know our names. They didn't know that story, but they're going to be with that guy in heaven because of that quote unquote, little thing, ordinary thing that an ordinary Christian like you chose to do. That is amazing.
0: And I think a lot of people, I mean you hear from people all the time that they have this boss. That's just horrid to work for, you know? And if you look at it, that, that boss needs Jesus. So what if you went in every day before you started your work and you prayed for that boss by name, like, hmm. Lord, I don't know what's going on in their life, but I know who they need. Yep. So use me right here, right now, use me, give me opportunities to talk about you. And to maybe change their life for eternity. So instead of going, this isn't what I asked for, you know, like Esther did, like, I didn't want this job. Somebody Mm -hmm, else go, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, if we just say, well, here I am. So for whatever reason, I guess I drew the straw of being with the boss who's super cranky, (laughs) but I'm going to just give it to you, Lord. And as long as I'm in this office, then I guess, I'll, I'll do what I can if you give me the opportunity and you change yes. his heart because that's your job.
1: Yes, for sure. And, uh, and I would just like to add to that, even if the story doesn't end as beautifully as yours did with like this 11th hour moment, the second that a Christian gets to heaven, God will say, I saw that.
0: Like, yeah, and you know what else I've learned is that I've had some experiences that I thought were a total waste of time. So hmm. I, you know, worked with people and I I talked to them and I put my time into them and they looked as if they had thrown it all away. They weren't interested at all. And then 5 years later I run into them and they're a Christian. Huh. And I'm wow. like, so it's it's that whole, you know, apollo's planted the seed, I watered yeah. it. You yeah. know, you don't know and it doesn't matter even if you don't see change. it it might not come for five or 10 or 15 or 20 years, but you were just one little person planting a seed or watering the seed Mm. or tilling the soil or whatever. I mean, I, I came to terms a long time ago. I would have given up in ministry a long time ago if I was worried about results. So (laughs) my, my prayer is always, Lord, I'm doing it because I'm obedient to you and I love you, but the Mm. results are always up to you. So, which is good because then I can't take credit for it either. So, (laughs) Wow. Right. That is,
1: that's awesome. That's awesome. If, if someone's listening and they were totally disinterested in the first 30, 40 minutes of this podcast, that our producer should just take that little snippet that you just said and make that its own episode. Cause that was golden. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's God tapping you on the shoulder saying you're the one, be obedient. Trust me. Don't worry if you can't see it. Don't worry if it's easy or hard. Don't worry if you see it now or later or never Like following my will for you is the right thing to do and find joy in that. That's, that's, I'm going to remember that from our conversation today.
0: Oh, good. Well, thank the Lord. Once in a while, once in a while, he plants a seed and it actually comes (laughs) out, which is funny. Because the next person was Peter. Oh, and that smooth is the Transition
1: one, by Amber Albee. So I said, look at you getting us back to the outline. And you're, that you're is. What you
0: do. <laughs> Peter is someone I definitely relate to because I am outspoken. And I heard a good friend of mine say once um, that introverts think to talk and extroverts mm-hmm. talk to think. Yes, yes. And that is me. I'm the extrovert who mm-hmm. I usually am saying something and then I'm. Trying to pull it back in like Lyman, and that was Peter. And I love the fact that even though Simon Peter must have absolutely hated the gospels being written because (laughs) there are so many stupid things that he said and did. But I am so thankful that they are in there because people like me who have said so many stupid things at the wrong time, yep, it's just a reminder that God uses you when you're yes. a work in progress. Yes, and yes, that yes. even if you, if your ministry gets out to this horrific start, if you, you know, really hurt somebody by your words that you said publicly, and then you had to go back to him and say, oh man, why did I say, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know what? God can use you because God used Simon Peter in amazing ways down the line. And so if you are a work in progress, I hope you understand that that does not make you unusable. It just means you may, need super good mentors around you who can help you when you're saying something stupid to kind of be like, "Shh, no, just mm, shut your mouth. Mm. Go on, smooth this one out." So I, I really relate to Simon Peter.
1: Wow, as as a guy who has had to make like 22 public apologies for things I've said while being filmed. Mm. I needed that. So thank you. All right. Yeah. Last on your list, the woman at the well.
0: Yeah. And she's the one that, you know, if you were to ask anybody in her town in Samaria, who was the least likely to be used by God to do anything hmm. they would probably all call her name. So she's the woman who nobody else would have chosen for ministry. And yet she's the very one that Jesus came to that place hmm. to talk to. And so The woman at the well is for anyone who thinks God could never use me. I have a sordid past. I have made a ton of bad decisions or I just don't have any super awesome gifts. And God's like, I can use you just like you were saying with Moses, you know, it wasn't Moses,
1: Mm. it was
0: God. Mm -hmm. And so that woman at the well is just such a reminder. A, it's a reminder for lifelong Christians who wouldn't think to ask that person to do ministry shame Mm. on us if we're not asking certain people to do certain things because we somehow think they've disqualified themselves. Mm. And B, it's, it's the tap on the shoulder to the person who just thinks that they're disqualified.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that is, isn't it amazing to think about Jeremiah, the forgotten prophet? He actually has, by word count, the longest book in the entire Bible.
0: I love the book of Jeremiah. I really do. Peter,
1: Peter foot and mouth syndrome we have like half the churches in my town are named St. Peter, like, isn't it cool, like back in their time, they were not anyone, they were not (laughs) on the cover of People magazine for best whatever. And yet history looks back because of God's blessing and growth. And these are the people we respect that we can relate to that God used in big ways in our lives. So I I love that you focused on those particular characters.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope Pastor Mike and I made you think and realize that God can use you for his work. Chosen for More is one of the two books that you can get with your gift to Time of Grace during the month of October. The other is Gifted for More from Dr. Bruce Becker of the Time of Grace team. His book helps you discover your own spiritual gifts. Both will be available this coming Sunday. Thank you for your support and prayers. God bless.